0: When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply.
1: Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today
0: Times. When I can't help but wonder oh, oh, What's keeping us alive When here it comes again Just a ray of sunshine To brighten up my day Yeah When here I try to stay I know not be far too long The feelings start to fade Yeah Wanna see in wisdom I can't seem to find When greedy nails look over no. Trust got to behind Feeling start to fade
2: Welcome to episode 22 of the Michiana People podcast. That opening song was All I Ever Wanted by Forever Gypsy, one of Joe Feingold's first bands. Right after the interview, I've got another song by... Dark Trilogy, another of Joe's bands called uh, Demons Dreaming. I hope you like those. So obviously my guest for this episode is Joe Feingold. I've known him for many many years and I can honestly say I've never seen a better guitar player. It was super cool to catch up with him and record a conversation for you folks to hear. Joe is a great guitar teacher and works through Midwest Musicians Co-op and Elkhart. If you or anyone in your family is thinking about playing, Joe's the guy to go to. He's actually taught some of the great guitar players in our area. Joe has a show coming up at Smokestack Brew at the Hundred Center in Mishawaka on Saturday, July 30th at 9 p.m. The Smokestack Brew is a great venue, and it is got a big dance floor and a lot of great. It's got great sound as well. Joe's going to have Fred Balbo, formerly of Zuby Tebow, who's a great singer. Billy Canty, Tony Long. Cecil Van Huffel and even more guests joining the stage with him. It's a like I said, it's a great venue and a great show. Make sure you get there. I did want to invite you to check out my Twitter page. Just search Michiana People on Twitter and also my Instagram page, Michiana People on Instagram i like to get more followers there. Obviously, I'd like to get more followers everywhere so I can get people to listen to the podcast because I want to make sure my guests get all the listeners they can. Okay, I work for Mapletronics, so I may be biased, but I know we have some of the best IT engineers in the region. I'd put our knowledge up against anyone around but that's not what makes Mapletronics great. Our ability to solve your IT issues with you instead of always selling you the expensive solution we think you need makes Mapletronics great. Mapletronics will find a solution for your business continuity, security, and productivity needs that fits your expectations and budget. Check out mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana people for an absolutely free gift and then explore the website to see what Mapletronics can do for you. you. Traditional advertising is dead. Pokemon go crazy. Really shows that they did not use radio, TV, or magazine ads, they went ahead and just used Twitter. So that shows that social media can really get the word out about your business, whether you like Pokemon Go or not. If you have a business, I bet you'd like to have that many people interested in it. Vala Marketing will help create a strong digital presence for your company using web development, content creation, search engine optimization, and social media. So their primary focus is growth, so they look at what you do and find out what people are interested in and get those people to see you and call inbound marketing. So that means you don't advertise to them. They want to come to you. If you haven't figured out how to get quality leads or potential customers in the door, you need to give them a call. As a special offer to Michiana People podcast listeners, Grant of Vala Marketing would like to provide you with some free information. A website, a search engine, and social media audit will help you identify where you're at and where you can go. Give Grant call at 574-606-6696 or email him at grant at volamarketing.com and make sure to check out their facebook page they put a lot of good content out there so here comes joe feingold i hope you enjoy the interview i know i did welcome to the michigan people podcast today's guest has been my friend for many years and even tried to teach me how to play the guitar he is the best guitar player I've ever seen and is a leader of Forever Gypsy, Dorks with Glasses, the Joe Feingold Project, and Dark Trilogy. He's also a teacher at Midwest Musicians Co-op in Alcart, and I do highly recommend him as a guitar teacher, even though I was somewhat of a failure, that was because I didn't want to do it. So uh, he, his teaching was fine, it was just my lack of will. Um, welcome to the podcast, Joe Feingold. Thank you, thanks Thanks for having me. Well, well, you were the first guy I thought of when I started the podcast and you're going to be like my 23rd or 24th episode so we're finally finally getting together thank you you had some stuff going on so i <laughs> lots of, lots of I, I believe there was a baby being born yes. and, and and things like that so i totally understand being further down the line the good thing is, is we have more listeners now than than when i first started so that's good beautiful i did want to you know we've known each other for at least 10 or 12 years because yes. um, we started coming to see you quite a while ago because Brian, my brother in law, who's sitting here, uh, who's that rec- guy? Rec- <laughs> recommended you. And so we had, you know, we've seen you quite a few times, but it had been a while, and Lisa and I decided to come see you at Smokestack probably it, about six weeks ago
3: somewhere and
2: uh, you were playing with Forever Gypsy yeah. and it was pretty much the original lineup uh, um, pretty close pretty, pretty close as close as you've been for a while yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it was funny because we were you were playing and one of the things Lisa said to me was I forgot uh, how good he is and, and, and that's too I, I, we were you. really tired that night so I think we only made it through two sets but we did get to hear Stranglehold so that, <laughs> I, I was like oh man, he usually saves, saves that for later <laughs> I'm glad you put that in No, no, I try to get it out of the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, you know, obviously I, I've never seen anybody as good at guitar as you uh, both technically and actually having an original way to play and you're it it I can't compare you to anybody. That and that's I think that's the the uh, mold of a of a great guitar player. You
3: know, that is very kind of you to say um I just play one on T V.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well T V and on the stage. <laughs>
3: Seriously, thank you. Right, thank yeah. you for saying that.
2: Yeah, that's, we uh, we've always enjoyed when we come to see you, and you know s- some of your other bands, you know, Dorks with Glasses and and uh, Dark Trilogy and things like that are probably a little bit more my style than Lisa's style. Sure. So that's when you see me come out instead instead of Lisa. But uh, Forever Gypsy, I think, was pretty much your one of your first bands. And, yeah, and for many
3: for many years,
2: and actually. Yeah. It really doesn't exist
3: anymore, but since it is forever, yeah. Quote, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we sometimes get together in some some uh, w- way. It's it's the reunion shows. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. this this last one. I mean, that was very under rehearsed, as one might tell. <laughs> but it is what it is. We still do, yeah. it well, you know. So, yeah,
2: well, it was it was it was really cool to see you. But the origins, if I might add, really
3: mm. come from about 1985. 85. Me wow. and the drummer. Me and uh-huh. the drummer. I was 14 years old. He was 21. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's really where that was. It was built. from. And what's your drummer's name again? Matt Lays. And
2: he is like an animal. Yes. Uh, he's, on the
3: drums. He's a very heavy hitter. You yeah. know. He's uh yeah. He's he's one of my dearest friends. He's actually been out of the band for eight years now. He mm-hmm. just. He came back and said he would do a few shows here, here and there with mm-hmm. us. So, and I must mention that who who had been with us before, that Steve Hale is an amazing drummer in person. Uh-huh. So, however, just uh, he want he went his own way, and mm-hmm. Matt came back at least for the time being. Right, we'll see how yeah long that was. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, it's definitely it's definitely a neat experience, and and all of your bands have some similar aspects but yeah mean you, you yeah heavy <laughs> good and heavy no, no, um and i like you know when you do the joe feingold project i mean you do a little bit of everything there. yeah i mean you you do some blues you do some sure. motown type stuff and, and, you, and yeah there's there's a, there's more of a variety yeah and that, i think that's cool so somebody who's usually when i talk to somebody who's as invested in their musicianship as you when i talk to somebody who's a a casual artist or even a singer songwriter they have a ton of different influences and they they really can't say which one really flipped the switch for them usually most of the ones that are really into it somebody something made you say i'm going to do that so do you do you have that band or that individual Actually, in, um, I'm going to say
3: probably about 1977, mm-hmm. I was um, six years old. Yeah. My mom on a track had Led Zeppelin three, Aerosmith's first album, Rocks, and also Point of Entry by Kansas. Uh-huh. That is my earliest, earliest influence. Just listening to those over and over, I was lucky, you know, I was born in 71, so you, you figure, you know, I was... By the time I got to to grow up, if I if I would have been exposed to that, mm-hmm. it'd have been the '80s already. Oh and yeah, I'd have been screwed. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was lucky that. And I also have an older brother, and and our friend John and his brother Kevin lived for two houses down from us. Mm. Kevin was also ten years older than us. Okay, so I was exposed to a lot of good stuff early on. Frank Zappa, you know right. everything. Johnny Winter. I mean, uh-huh. there's so many Robinschauer. Everything during yeah. that period. Um, Black Sabbath mm-hmm. and then of course you know I got into the kiss craze oh yeah you know that stupid Phantom of the Opera in 78 you know kiss meets the Phantom of the Park Whatever. Mm-hmm, right um, you know so I had all my kiss stuff and then uh, somewhere probably about the time on mass came out and I no longer you know was all into that kiss craze And I, by that time I'm only nine years old since so mm-hmm. I was 80 I believe and uh, I broke all that stuff. I had the trash can, you know, the kids' uh-huh. trash can. Wish I still had that, though. It might be worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but stuff like, anyway, what I did is i kind of reverting backwards and went to Black Sabbath again, Led Zeppelin, which Led Zeppelin Zeppelin's my all-time favorite. Aerosmith, mm. um, I've seen 17 times. Growing up, I mean, I was in their fan club, you know. Uh-huh. That's, these are the kind of things. And, of course, Steve Vai, uh, Satriani, right, Ingve. These yeah. are all people that influenced me. But mm-hmm. on, on that note, there was other stuff too, I mean, my dad was into big band music, mm-hmm. um, I was exposed to that. I mean I even watched Lawrence Welk when I was young, you know, with my parents. So, mm-hmm. um, And classical music, there's there's a lot of, when I started taking lessons when I was 12 at Mendoza's, uh, I was really exposed to a lot of different like Julian Bream and Segovia mm-hmm. and all these players Leona Boy you know and, and that really gave me a great foundation mm-hmm. of who I became as far as a player right and even though I'm predominantly a rock player you know right um, quote unquote um, you know I got so many influences yeah your solos are very
2: classical on yeah. spot. there, there on. are yeah. they can be They're not yeah. always but yeah. I mean,
3: you know I still use the blues stuff right you know, but uh, right. it all depends on what it fits if you were to see my band Dark Trilogy you're gonna see more of that like classical aspect, I guess, than you would
2: in any of my other outfits. Okay. So So your first guitar if you were going to Mendoza's was a was an acoustic well right? a classical acoustic. Interesting
3: uh, in, interestingly enough, my grandma rented us two guitars, my brother and I. He was four years older. Mm-hmm. And they were actually electrics. Oh okay. When we first went there. However, Within a month, my brother quit because I was taking it much easier than he was, you know. I was, Uh and for whatever reason, and uh, we wound up getting class. I I wound up getting a classical Yamaha. Okay. okay? And I I still have that to this day. Okay. So, yeah, um, it was a Yamaha, but back then they were all about Alvarez and Yamaha's Uh classical. Yeah, yeah, they were. Because they're they're predominantly a classical um, place to go, you know. Um, that they teach there Mm -hmm. and Dean Watts was my teacher Mm -hmm. and he was amazing and I just found out he's battling cancer and I I wish him the best Mm -hmm. I do I you know I miss that guy he was amazing and he's really laid the foundation for who
2: I became musically so Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in many years. One of the things that a lot of people wouldn't know about you just seeing you on stage because when you're on stage you're kind of in your element and you're kind of in the zone and you're kind of an animal. And But, I mean, you're one of the sweetest guys. And when you look, you know, I, I follow your Facebook page. You play as many benefits as you do regular gigs. Oh, you're right. And, and it's, it, it's, it's kind of sad that we're getting to that age where we have to do that. Um, I mean, I, I go to more more uh funerals and viewings i think than 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 i do uh weddings and graduations sure no i know uh, but uh um i think it's really cool i think i i don't imagine too many people have asked you to play a benefit that you said no to and you know what that's really cool i I will tell you something about
3: that um it's not anything new i've actually done it for many years and and the guys in my band have too. Mm. Almost to the point of like, wow, you know, there's so many. And uh, recently I even posted, I'm like, look, you know, I can't do every single one of these, and I have in the past. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes, you know, when, you know, I got six of them in one month's period of time, yeah. you know, there's a, sometimes I start thinking to myself, you know, man, I need to maybe put a, maybe a, a quota on how many I can do in any certain period of time. Yeah. But then the other aspect is my compassion, is like, you know. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, I usually don't say no. Yeah. Um, But that being said, there are some times that people overly. I'm I'm really adamant about something Mm -hmm. that the benefit is for something that you cannot control. Right. Such as cancer, um, whatever. If you get in an accident, and I hold this to me, I've been ridiculed for this before. Mm. If I drink some beer, whiskey, and I get drunk, and I get in my car and I go hit Mm. a a telephone pole and Uh kill myself, do not have a benefit for me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Other aspects, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to. You know. uh, You know, and I have done them still because I realize that after the fact, the family is the one that has to pay for it. So it's really, it really goes a little farther than just Mm. that. But I, you know, there's some overdoses and certain, certain things like that. I do have an issue with mm. um, in my in my heart. But I'm sorry if anybody takes it offensively. However, again, that being said, I've still done it because I realize I'm doing it for the family. Yeah. So, but yes, I'll do benefits. We'll continue to do it and uh, do the best we can. Mm. You know, as much
2: as we can. Right. What if I wreck while I'm playing Pokemon? While I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> <Oy vey. laughs> Then uh I don't think you're gonna get a benefit <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did have the pleasure of meeting your mom and dad when they were still with us a couple times you and, and, and you
3: actually you actually came to my dad's viewing
2: yeah and that
3: was you know I want to tell you that I remember that and that was amazing that you did and I yeah. appreciate that yeah yeah
2: i mean that yeah yeah it's i mean i i felt like i should so. that, that
3: was that was really sweet of you yeah
2: but the neat thing when i met them is they didn't know me but it was like they'd know me forever and and so i can see how that has kind of made you who you are
3: they were they were really great people and yeah. i'm
2: not even close to the kind of
3: people they are i mean i'm an asshole <laughs> okay, I really can be, and I, you know, I got issues, but you know, I, I have compassion. That's one thing. Mm. Anybody that really knows me knows that you know I do have compassion. It doesn't mean I'm not a schmuck. Uh. You know? <laughs> or I can be a schmuck. Brian knows this as well. As <laughs> However, you know, I do have compassion, and, and I, you know, I'm ridiculed. Believe it or not, if you want to call it ridicule, maybe that's too strong of a word. But uh, there's a few people that would tell you when I say, "Well, I love you," they say, "But you love everybody." You know, mm-hmm. I've got that so many times. The truth of the matter is I don't love everybody, but I do have a compassion for most people. Right. And I do, and anybody that's close to me, I do love. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, right. and, and people that I that I know, such as you, man, I can mm-hmm. tell you, I can look at you and say I love you, because yeah. I do. Yeah. So um, it, it doesn't have to be somebody that's in my life every day, but, you know, I don't generally hate people. Mm-hmm. I hate things about certain people. And there might be one or two that I do hate. <laughs> anyway, that, that's all. But anyway, that's that's who I am, you know. I, it, right. I, and I did get a foundation from my parents, like you said. Thank you for bringing them up. Mm-hmm. They were pretty amazing people, and I was very lucky. And as sad as I can always be sometimes because I miss them, mm-hmm. I realize that they're always with me at some point, you know, because yeah. that's how life works. Oh, yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah, yeah. They, I, I just the the few times that I met them, I can tell that they they touched a lot of lives. They oh, were wow. they were they were, uh, they sure they were good are. to a lot of people. They sure, and, they sure. And um, w- w- you may think you're kind of an asshole, but um, you, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to you, you have to do what you have to do. But uh, sure. um, I've always saw you as. A lot nicer guy than, than the exterior shows, so. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, sometimes, so, sometimes the outward attitude is, is a little bit different than, than uh, when you actually get to know somebody. Well, so. perception is, yeah. is
3: all, you know I mean? And the, the truth of the matter is, just going you know, on that subject for a minute, mm-hmm. when you're out, you're playing, you know, and. You know, I mean, not that it's contrived in any way, but I mean, you're out there, you got a gig to do. Sometimes people come up. I might be worried about, you know, is it can be my guitar is something mm-hmm. messing up there? Is the sound I don't like? Uh, are the people into it? All these things. Then you know, then you try to, on top of that, be polite and cordial. Yeah. And sometimes you don't always have that yeah. that option because you're like in your own mindset. Yeah. You can be really. Con- uh, it, it's just a hard. Hard thing to juggle sometimes. Yeah, oh.
2: and I'm—I've always been pretty standoffish with bands when I go see them live, even if I know them, because they—they're up there doing a job. Yeah, you and know they're in there. I, I make sure I say sure. hi, sure, and and if they want to come over and talk, that's fine. Otherwise, we came to see them perform. Sure. go ahead and perform. I, I don't need I, I don't need everybody to know that I know you <laughs> <Right. laughs> It's it, it doesn't do anything. For but me that being
3: said, go. know that I really appreciate that anybody that comes up and says, you know, hey, I, I mean, I want to see you. Yeah, you know, if you come, oh, up, to say, come yeah, up and say, yeah, hey, yeah, great job. It's just sometimes, especially for the outwardly, for people that maybe don't know you that well, mm. and they come up, and something can be going on at the time, or, or you know, you're just trying to get in this element to do that, and you can be perceived as. Something you're not mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at, and, yeah. and it happens a lot. And I've gotten that over the years a lot. And my singer Tony, people mm-hmm. go, "Man, he's the, you know he's he's good enough, you know he, he's like arrogant." I've heard this read. I have to stick. I'm like, you don't get it. He's just he's over there. He's not very out like me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, a quiet yeah. Guy, Tony know. is a quiet guy, mm-hmm. so he's got that. Well, probably even more than me over the years, I'll be like, no, go up to him, talk to him, hey, he'll go, hey man, thanks, Yeah, this and that. But if he's just sitting over there, it's like he's too cool. You know? Oh, That's yeah. the perception. Uh-huh. It's really not that yeah. Right, yeah. You
2: know? uh, I've talked to quite a few mus- musicians, and they, I haven't seen any of them that have such a huge ego that you couldn't go up and say hi. But I, I, I do like to respect when people are working and just... Sure. Say hi, great job, and then. And, th- let, and thank you for that. Let it go. Your early influences, you know, you've, you've got the Zeppelin, you've got Aerosmith, and things like that. I, you know, I hear some of that in what you play now. When you do your own music, there may be some elements from that, but it's really hard to place where that comes from because it's almost like, like dorks with glasses. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's more it's almost like hard jazz than it is than it is uh, uh, well, anything else it, where, where, where does that come from
3: well in that in particular the brainchild of that is nothing to do with me okay <laughs> that would be Aaron woolley okay? okay and him and Chris Nespo who are dorks mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really where that originates from I pretty much just play over it okay okay that's that's me adding my element to their okay. Stuff. So that does come from a totally different place. Okay. Okay. So you, you're right. That is influences of like, I'm gonna say I always like that's what maybe like Primus meets Frank Zappa. Yeah. And then you got me over it. that sounds like I don't know how I play over yeah. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. th- that's where that originates. So in, that one in particular, that's the reason that. Yeah. That is, and
2: then your you Dark Trilogy stuff is heavy, but it's all it's it's melodic. got that classical.
3: No, it's no, it's it's that has elements of. Everything I do, mm-hmm. and it's um, there are some classical tensions in there. There's a lot of mi- midi- Middle Eastern, excuse mm-hmm. me, influences that I like to play in a lot of those songs. It's progressive, but yet it's melodic. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's, I'll be honest with you. As far as at this time, if I had a choice to play like shows and and do them all the time, it would probably be Dark Trilogy stuff. Uh-huh. That's probably, but, you know, that's not the majority of what people want to hear. Right. So, you know, especially in this time. Right. So, uh, but I've been blessed. Well, I shouldn't say right. Well, I'm, I'm saying I've been blessed. It's, it's getting better, I think. Well, I've been blessed recently in the last couple of years, excuse me, I hit this mic, uh, that I've got to do some, pretty, some really awesome shows with people that I respect over mm. the years, you know, heroes of mine. So, and... If I wasn't in Dark Trilogy, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. So that's also a plus for me, you know. Um, and uh, I've got to actually play with one of my, you know, the guys. I watch his instructional videos. Mm-hmm. Like, he's my friend, you know. Right. So that's Michelangelo Badio. So that's right. like pretty amazing for me. So I really enjoy that stuff.
2: You know? Well, let's talk about that because you were you you were playing pretty much all locally, uh, within within probably a fifty mile radius yeah. of here for a long time, and recently you've got to get on stage with some pretty heavy hitters. Sure. So how, how has that come about?
3: Well, what it is basically is Clint Pagel, he uh, went out and kind of took the bulls by the horns and started contacting these people. Mm-hmm. And he got in touch with a guy named Bruce Corzone and he's a, he's an agent, or a booking uh, Corzone Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And initially, that's how we got the first, uh, in Bolingbrook, Illinois, the first show with Michelangelo, baby. Mm-hmm. However, before that, we'd already done some shows, like, you know, with, I'm thinking Jackal, and I can't remember, some other bands and such. Um, mm-hmm. But this was more our element, right. you know, because it was guitar-oriented, right. and... Uh, that was our first one, and since then we've done 10 with him, and also Clint's went out to different places, like Reddy's in Chicago, and we've done Jakey Lee, uh, Tony McAlpine, these are two other people you know mm. grew up with, um, and there's other people I can't, they're eluding me at this point. Mm. But anyways, it's been pretty amazing. Mm. And, and just three weeks ago, we went to St. Charles, Illinois, and played with uh, the Winery Dogs, which is Billy Sheehan, uh-huh. and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. and. Mm. Uh, Richie Cotton, who's amazing and singing piano and guitar, right. so man, that was amazing, and that was a beautiful place. And I don't, anyway, I guess what it boils down to is Clint. <laughs> Clint made it happen, you know, and I'm 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 blessed to uh, to be now, part of it. Now, Billy Sheehan has touched oh,
2: so many bands.
3: Yes, he is. Uh... David Lee Roth, Talis to begin with, but David Lee Roth, yeah. Band, um, Mr. Big, uh huh, yeah, um, he's yeah he's amazing. He's probably the best rock bass player alive. Right,
2: right. Yeah, he's he's been all over the place. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia right now. Something pretty cool about that. Um,
3: that's Clint Seidel, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's his man, and uh, he talked to us before. He
2: with Terry Bozio. Oh yeah, no, he's wow. he's played with
3: Steve Vai. I mean, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like something cool about it is that. At that show, when we got there, um, he was doing an interview, and Clint was kind of a funny story. Clint was videotape; he started videotape, and he looked over, and, he's, and Billy looks at like Clint does, uh-huh. like that. After he got done with the interview, he comes down. He goes, "Guys, yeah, in the back and Let's say yeah. He goes, "Look, I didn't mean to. You know, he was very kind about us, but we don't allow video in the sound check." Mm-hmm. He goes, "You know, for whatever reason, different things happen. You know, mm-hmm. the wires not working, whatever." So Clint apologizes and I make a comment, "Nice one, Clint." You know, just piss <laughs> off your idol and. The like, no, no, no. So, anyways, after about twenty minutes of him talking to Clint and us and Clint's wife about cats, yes, cats. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, he he leaves, you know, and we hang out for a while, and we go get our stuff, and we get our stuff up there and get sound check. So fast forward about an hour later, we're on stage right and we're uh getting ready to go on so we all walk up there to get our stuff on who's sitting in the control room on the, side of the stage billy sheen oh uh-huh. he looks and he says you know guys i don't usually ever watch the back of man but i got really early and came here and he, and he sat on the side of the stage mm-hmm. now the scary part about this is number one no pressure right? yeah
2: <laughs>
3: so i take a couple pictures of clint you know with him right there before we go on, and I mm-hmm. just wrote on my Facebook, holy shit, that yeah. was all. <laughs> you know, anyway, so we go on, and who knows how long he's, he's stood there, because you you get out of there for the... Right. You know, but, so we don't know. The um, scary part is we didn't really talk to him after that. Now, I did see him and get a picture with him, but it was already with a bunch of other people that were already up, Yeah. like. Three four hours later. Right. However, um, yeah. But that was really cool for whatever reason. Whether he liked us or not, the, the bottom line is Billy Sheehan was there. We we got to hang with him, and he watched us at right. least for you know whatever. Yeah. so That yeah. was pretty cool.
2: So. Yeah. That's 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 great. Um, you host a couple open jams during the week. I do. T- tell me about those. Where they're at. What happens? Okay. Unfortunately, I don't think I've been the one for at least eight years. So. Okay, so Wednesday nights at
3: Cheers Pub in Roseland. Starts about nine o'clock, mm-hmm. give or take. It's more of a late bar anyway. So even during the week, uh, we used to start at ten, but now mm-hmm. it's nine o'clock, sometimes give or t- but nine to whenever. Mm-hmm. That's really how that works there. But everybody's uh, invited, you know, I mean you gotta be twenty one or over of course. Yeah. But uh, any genre. You mm-hmm. know, you can play country, like we got a gotta play country starts off tonight usually. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be just rock because it's known as a rock bar. Yeah. But everybody's welcome. We have the back line, full PA, full lights, which I have at both of my jams. Mm-hmm. Um, the equipment's there. Just bring your guitar, your voice, your keyboard, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I do the one on Wednesday at Cheers in Roseland. I do with uh, KJ Hammer, Hammerstein. And uh, what's the other guy? Oh, yeah, Aaron Rowe. <laughs> I'm just, just kidding, Aaron. <laughs> I love Aaron. I gotta him pro- uh, anyway, but Aaron Rowe, he does that. And then on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock here in Mishawaka, on 4th and Union in Mishawaka, Trips Trackside Tavern. Tracks is spelled wrong, but that's uh-huh. the way they accidentally did it, so they kept it that way. <laughs> so it's with an X. So yeah. Trackside Tavern, right by the tracks, 4th and Union behind Family Dollar, mm-hmm. across from Oliva's. I start that at eight. We generally go to when it's done, but it's usually over by twelve thirty one at the latest. Mm. So that starts at uh, eight o'clock again and mm. then at trips track side. So same thing, full PA. Uh, just bring your instruments, your your you know, your voice. Or uh-huh. just come and hang out and watch uh, you know, watch talent play. You know? Right. And we encourage everybody to come. I'm gonna tell you people, if you're listening to this, you gotta keep live music alive and I mean that. Sincerely because soon karaoke and DJs are gonna take over everything (laughs) in AR. Yeah. You know? I am just saying we gotta have it because if it dies,
2: it's gone. I go to to the Thursday night one every night and Mm -hmm. the every Thursday the town I have seen there is just amazing. Yeah. I can't I can't believe the town around this town. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, I and obviously I've I've interviewed a few and I'm I'm paying a lot more attention to a lot of the people in town that are that are doing that and support supporting the local music is very, very important. And that goes that goes with shows and everything. You know, even when I have a
3: gig, it's not unlike me. If I start like later than another show that I know is going on and I'm in that vicinity and sometimes mm-hmm. not, I will make it. Yeah. If I play a gig and I'm done early, I'll make it to somebody else's gig afterwards. Yeah. It's so important to support as much as we can. Yeah. Especially in a small area. I mean mm-hmm. we really need it. Yeah. And uh, you know, times have changed from the time I started to now, things are so different. There right. was a time 25 years ago, you go to a bar, you don't even have to like that band. That place was, or they, they might not even be good, uh-huh. but that place was wall to wall, packed. Right. Okay, and generally there was always a cover, mm-hmm. at least five bucks back then. Right. Now you got, half the places are free, mm-hmm. no cover, other places are five dollars. Some people complain that it's even five bucks to get in, yeah, or you know, and it's not much. You know, you figure five dollars get you a pack of strings just for me to play my guitar, put those strings on, it's five bucks, yeah, you know. But some people have an issue with that. Mm. You know, I'm just, I just want you to look at the realistic people smoke five dollars, yeah. a beer almost five dollars, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying it's not the end of the world because you're paying $5. <laughs> I do almost think that most places should all just charge 5 That way it's a standard thing. Nobody can bitch either. either right away. You know? Yeah. And then just keep it. But they don't do that. Mm. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I like going into a place and not having to pay. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a great thing, but I'm just saying that $5 should not determine if you're going or not. Right, right. Is there a cover? Well, I'm going to stay over here because there's a cover. I hear that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I could be, why don't you come down here? I'm over here. Not yeah. even playing. Yeah. So anyway.
2: And when your audience pays, you tend to get an audience that came to see you.
3: Sure, that's true. Um, no, you're right. Rather
2: than you be the background user. You got it. So
3: it's kind of like making a, a kid pay for their own lessons. Uh, if they're the incentive. Yeah. It's like I spent my money on that. Right. As opposed to their parents paying for it, oh, I'll take it or leave it. It's, right. not, it's not, you know. Yep. You're, you're right.
2: Yeah. Yep. So I do want to make sure I take care of the guitar geeks. Um, what kind of guitar do you play? What kind of strings do you use? What kind of an amp do you like? Well, that's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. I know. Uh, well, this is for the this is for the people who don't
3: know. you. Well, there's only no yeah, I mean, just for me. Remember, this is all it's all subjective. You know, mm. everybody had there's jokes made because I always call other things toys. Or, yeah, you know, or I play. I'm in a jam, and I show up, and they let me play their friend, and I go, yeah, I'll play your toy. Um, <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, just for me, I found Ibanez many years ago, and I was also blessed that my first Ibanez was a Steve I. Gem. Okay. So that didn't hurt. Um, but Ibanez all the way, Marshall all the way, and mm-hmm. as far as strings, as a, I, I use Ernie Ball's uh, tens, mm-hmm. or I use these elect, or Elixir's tens. It's okay. basically what I've been using for. I used to use D. Alderio, um, but that's, I'm simple, that's okay. so. all. Yeah. yeah, those sweet things are good. <laughs> it's
2: it's all in the playing, mm-hmm. folks. If you've never seen Joe play, you really need to see it. It's uh, Lisa and I have been getting out to see a lot of bands lately. Could be a lot because of the podcast. We want to go out and support everybody, and but I've never, I still haven't seen anybody play like Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, it's he's one of those guys you can't really compare him to anybody. He's got his own style. He does his own thing. Um, If you ever want to see somebody play with their tongue, he's the guy that does it. Um, And if you don't think it's possible, then go see Joe. (laughs) Because it is. Well, Joe, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Basically, the way I do things is once you're on <coughs> the podcast, I promote you forever. So anytime you put in an event, it's on my page. Thank uh, you, sometimes you have to remind me okay. because I Sorry. don't live on social media. And, I get it. <laughs> and I miss things once in a while. I, I do recommend that anytime you can, go out and see Joe with any of the bands he's playing with. If you see his name attached to it, just go see it. And if I may. Yeah, um, You can also check out
3: all the bands mentioned, Dorset Glasses, Dark Trilogy, mm-hmm. Forever Gypsy, well, yep, yeah, that too. But all, and Joe Fine, even myself on Reverb Nation. There's a page with music on all four of them. Okay, there. I'll
2: put links to all
3: Also that. my acoustics on there, and um, I was going to mention that not this Saturday, but July 30th, I just got this gig recently, and I should promote it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing a gig at the Smokestack again, but this time it'll be me. My singer from Forever Gypsy, Freddie Balbo oh. from Zibby Tebow, mm-hmm. Billy Canty on drums, okay. and of course, Cecil Van Huffel will be with us. Okay. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, again, that's from that's from 9 to
2: 1 on Saturday to July 30th. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure... I, I was going to flip a coin because I did two interviews today on which one's going to go up on Monday. I'll make sure this one goes up on Monday. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Joe, thanks again for being on the podcast and... For being my friend for so many years,
3: Scott, it's a pleasure. We thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, we don't see enough of each other, no. but when we do, it's good. Indeed. Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. Father midnight dreary. While I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping. the seeming of a demon that is dreaming and the lamplight or him streaming throws his shadow on the floor and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore
1: great news for a limited time you can get one month free of spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line